Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is part two of our wonderful episode uh, with Jordan Stevens on Time to Talk Day. We're all about mental health. If you haven't heard part one, go back to the feed, have a listen. Here we go. What I think you have done so beautifully for the past few years is because you spoke about your mental health, you were then able to learn about yourself and then you were able to find functions outside of cocaine and prescriptions to Mm. actually make yourself function in a in a more in a way that's more suitable for day-to-day life let's say because the 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 solutions it's not sometimes you just need medication and there should be no stigma around that but sometimes there are very simple things that because of the world we live in we don't do anymore because we're not moving enough and and all of that and I think that's when you're a mild case like me in terms of the mental health struggles I've had I've definitely found simpler stuff is actually better but it just requires it requires more effort. Yeah, and that's so hard. And that emotional resilience, that that and mental resilience, is something that we we are in need of. I think that's that, that's what I'm saying. That's that's something that I've really had to work on myself, and had to be very conscious of how I talk to myself, and how the people around me talk to me, and how I interact with my girlfriend. All of that, you know, mm. because it all contributes to approaching something. Like literally, the difference. You can ask people, and I'm sure people who are listening to this who have who are particularly proud of themselves because they've been able to overcome a hurdle. You know, they've put on a pair of shoes and walked around a block. They don't have to run, you know? Mm. It's always, the moment before that is always you empowering yourself. There's no other, there's no other moment. You know what I mean? Mm. Like when you go, you look at a shower, a cold shower. I've looked at countless times and been terrified. And then now I look at it and go, I know what that feels like and I'm fine. And I like it. I'm going to feel great afterwards, you know? I like try and have them every day. I, I've, it's, I'm interested in cold water therapy. I have cold baths. I also try and get in the sea when I can. I struggle with the routine of it, but um, some people are really good at doing this stuff every day. But anyway, the, I, I do. I've, I've been trying to keep up a momentum with cold water. But my point is, yeah, man. I just, I, I it's that bit so hard, and you're, and the, it's almost like chicken and egg a little bit with the mind and the body. You know. Do you eat a really great breakfast and then have positive thoughts, or do you only eat the breakfast because you've got positive thoughts? <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean it's sort of like you get out what you put in, don't you? I always find, for me personally. Yeah. Do you know I was reading this thing the other day that someone was saying about Instagram or social media? Full stop. In case Instagram ever want to sponsor us, better not be rude. And because <laughs> uh, I've always sort of understood that social media is addictive and all of that, but I've always been a bit like not sure why but sort of get it. But then this person was talking about how 
it's the same thing that is triggered in your body as when you play roulette when you post something because you don't know what people are going to react to it they yeah, might always, hate it yeah. and yeah. that's the addictive thing and i was like oh now i f- i really get that i yeah, get it's like that dopamine culture how do you manage your relationship with that because so much of what you do is online as- yeah i want to come off i want to come really off. yeah fuck it all i mean I, I i i love i love i love putting up a picture and getting loads of people liking it and then I can click on all the people who've liked it and I've been like, oh my God, I respect all of those people and they all like my picture. Uh, 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 or I get all these comments where, oh my God, I've got so many comments and I get really high and I'm like, oh my God, yes. I'm so important and then I move around. And it's like, I love all that shit and that is a, that is a way to live. And also we're in a space now where we're so confused because we're like, well, there is a benefit, you know, because my fans do get to see my shit, you know, yes, like sometimes yes. they can read my shit and it changed their day. I've met yeah. people, I, I've met my fucking, I basically met my girlfriend through Instagram, you know, who I mm. love so much you know yeah. so it's like there, there are all these things and yet and yet i will stand on the beach with my dog and look at the sea and just be like this is great or I'll sit in front of my girlfriend and talk to her this is great you know what i mean this is these moments these moments of true connection and i think to myself how am i scared of leaving that that's what mm. bugs me too i want i want to use it as a tool i really do i really mm. really do but i don't like the fear that social media, the grip it has on certain people now. So mm. I'm like, I'm just going to disappear. Fuck all, fuck all of that shit. You can't I, I imagine what my life would be like, dude, Chris, I think, yeah, that I can feel people looking at my Instagram on my life. <laughs> what do you mean? Like when I tell people, I don't want to go on Insta. My manager instantly goes, Jordan, please let me, let me do it. Yeah. Delete the app yeah. of your phone. Let me run your Instagram. And I'm like, no, I have to deactivate my account. I have to deactivate, me all my accounts because I, i've done it once before and i could feel a shift bro i swear to god i mm-hmm. can feel people looking at me mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well it's because you've got a department of your people your... are sending energies and thoughts like they could think, that's real shit <laughs> i saw i know exactly what you mean it's the same feeling as like knowing that you might have left a window open upstairs when it's starting yeah. to rain <laughs> you're like but that's because... we don't even know what that feels like we don't even know what that. We don't even know anymore what that what it feels like to not have that feeling. That's a normal feeling mm. to be open to people's like like psychic messages. <laughs> I really actually <laughs> believe that. But I don't. I I deleted Facebook, which is not. That's not some brave thing to do. It's just I was like, I just can't be bothered with it anymore. I can't be bothered with finding out another relative is racist. You know what I mean? Like it's just so long. <laughs> <laughs> It's exhausting. <laughs> oh, not that auntie. I quite liked her. <laughs> <laughs> but I did feel like I was like, oh, it's such a shame to say goodbye to so many people from like school or yeah. younger. You know, I was like, that's me saying goodbye because I'm not going to speak to them again. And then I deleted it. And it was so funny how I never, ever thought about it again. Ever. And I thought it would mean something. And it actually <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't mean anything. <laughs> It means nothing <laughs> bro i can't i just i challenge anyone to delete their instagram and twitter accounts and come back and then the six months they're like god i've got to get that shit back man i've got to get it back i've got to get yeah. back on it but but listen there are pluses and i did see an interview the other day with a guy saying that it saved his life okay so that there's there's balance for you but i, I think off grid off grid's the dream and how do you how do you what's the word uh splice that with music and being an artist these days here's the hilarious conundrum that we're in as artists 
I remember being in the meeting for Instagram when I was um, oh, so crazy how quickly time moves, man. I remember I launched, for example, Uber in the UK. You know, I'm at this. We, we launched <laughs> Uber. Yeah. Did you think it would take off or were you like this? Bro, when Uber first came out, bro, I can remember it all. It, it, they only had executive cars, no Priuses, none of that. They only really? had like Bentley Continentals. Yeah. And so, and they gave us like all this credit and I used to have to select when I used it because it was kind of embarrassing to, to sometimes be in these fancy cars. I was going to the hairdressers, but please yes. don't, please don't pull up on, to Islington Hive Street with, don't. Or to Angel we're in a Bentley Continental. I'd rather you didn't. Like so, That's I had so that, funny. but it was didn't seem threatening, didn't seem scary. It just seemed cheaper than Addison Lee. That was it. And now look at us. But around that same time, the record label were also like, "Hey, check out this thing called Instagram. You know, you get to show your fans your day." Wow. And I remember thinking, absolutely not. Like, no way, I want to do that. Like, my firstly, I'm chaos. I'm if anything, I'm on a kind of inevitable downward spiral into becoming a pop star cliche. I don't mm. want to document that. And have people like it. <laughs> and people and they were like, No, 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 it's great. Honestly, we'll run it for you. Don't worry. It's nothing, it's not that deep. That's honestly how it's pitched. Yes. Eight years later, nine years later, they're like, How many followers you got? We won't sign you. How crazy is that? So in That's... eight years, Instagram went from being a casual tool mm. offered to artists to help build their fan base to if you don't fuck with our platform, you can't even get a deal. That's so fucking wild. So the, so just I, am i are you being serious that like unless you have enough following a record label oh, yeah. will not sign you no no mate my friend said to me the other day like in all seriousness this guy who used to smoke a spliff outside my car park yeah about a couple of years ago he started working for this massive music um channel on youtube and he looked me dead in the eyes and went bro a good song isn't good enough anymore mm. straight up <laughs> like that's it it's not about that it's not about quality it's about package and it's always mm. kind of been about that to a certain degree but not as wild as it is now and um yeah of course you can of course there are listen there are always exceptions to the rule what how wonderful it would be if only an artist stepped on and just posted when they had something new and carried on with their day but i know that whenever they go to a label level or whatever else the first fucking thing they'll hear from their social media person mm. is you guys need to interact with more you need to use the platforms use all the tools available, you know, and then you got to get into space where it's like, what, do you think you're too cool for that? Like, mm-hmm. That's honestly the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're too, really? you're too cool to post your song every day. Yeah. Wow. But then how do you feel about the join between the, cause that's, you know, we're talking about mental health of being on social media all the time. And then record companies saying you need to be on social media all the time. And when you look back at your uh, massive, very fast ascent to fame, and yeah what that did for your mental health yeah yeah it's wild it was wild we used youtube you know that was the thing youtube and twitter were, were available at that time and this is the other reason why I, I might be shut screaming into the void a bit you know because i speak to friends contemporaries my age about this stuff mm-hmm. but there are a whole new generation that grew up with this shit like it's normal you know they don't question whether or not to interact with Instagram or TikTok. It just is what it is. Hilariously, if I was in this new generation, there's a strong possibility I'd be a TikTok star. In fact, I think I would be a TikTok star. Because that's just <laughs> the kind of thing that I would do. I would utilize my time and energy creating fucking weird videos. That's the kind of shit I would do as a kid in my own yes. relative to me. So maybe I'm just being a bit of a philistine. But also, you know what it's done to you. And only you can know the answer to that, right? Wouldn't you say? I'd... So, you know. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. And I, I think I, mine is always more of an existential 
crisis. You know, what fame did to me, I, I don't think is, I think that's the common thread and it would never be any different. It would never be any different. You know, the, the capitalist engine and machine is, is horrific. It's a horrific entity. There's mm. no way that something built on narcissism and basic sociopathy is, is no, there's no way that it can like <laughs> be led by like sound minded community conscious, like level people. Uh, listen, mm. they're about, they're about, but they're, they're constantly being targeted and taken off the board. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's like, it's wild. You know, like I, that we're in a, we're in a world where, you know, you can play by the rules and work your work for 60 years. Do you know what I mean? As a wonderful nurse, you can work for six years as a nurse, 60 years as a teacher. You can be a wonderful community, lovely person. You can live by the laws, Chris, and you won't even be able to buy your own fucking house. Mm. Or you could be a fucking cunt, become a CEO, and earn 200k a year. Mm. Mm. Do you know what yeah. I mean? You can you can fire people for a living and earn more than a nurse. Mm. How wild is that? The thing, because I, I started out as a music video director, so I've directed lots of videos in my life. I used to sit there being like, "This is just too." much money structured around <laughs> very young people yeah you know and i think that is a real baking ground like fertile ground for absolute unmitigated chaos 100 percent. worship of the youth one of the worst qualities of our current society want to teach your kids financial literacy but not sure where to start Greenlight can help. With Greenlight, parents can keep an eye on kids' spending and saving, while kids and teens use a card of their own to build money confidence. As a parent, you can send instant money transfers, set up chores, automate allowance, and more. It's a convenient way to run your household, customized to your family's needs, and the easy way to raise financially smart kids. Get started with Greenlight today and get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Because you you said it broke you, fame. Yeah, of course. I was too sensitive. I wasn't. Re- I, I was too sensitive. I wasn't. And I wasn't old enough. Some people are ready. Being a pop star is its own job, and some people are really good at being pop stars. Some people have business minded, you know, family and friends around them from the off, and they're like, right, let's double up on this shit. Mm. I didn't. You know what I mean? I'm from a I'm, I'm from a lineage of of kind of anarchists and and like kooks. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't have, we've got no business acumen. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I've, I've, I've stumbled into a world where I've earned enough money to relieve our, 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 you know, my family perhaps temporarily of some stresses, but I was too sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like I, 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 I needed a, 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 to know myself more. And I, and I think people who become famous at a later age, sometimes they're late 20, sometimes they've been for enough by then. Here's an example. What's his, I think Ricky Gervais popped off at what, 40? Something like that. Mm, mm. And 
and people marvel at him taking the piss out of him. Of course he takes the piss out of celebrities. He doesn't care. He knows exactly mm. who he is. He's He's gone confidently into the space of manhood mm. without, you know, and I'm not deifying him in any sense. It's just an example of somebody who I've seen seem reasonably content within themselves from what I've seen, you know, mm. and I think mm. it's because you need to grow up and go through some shit and then you can approach that space of where you lose your anonymity and you have all these kind of losses and deaths and you don't realize mm. being 20 you know the, the success rate of a, of a teen star transitioning you know peacefully into adulthood is incredibly low it's incredibly like sadly do you know what i'm saying i had to remove myself yeah it, well it's a traumatic experience and it's it, i feel like it's you know because fame is held as such a high thing of you know it's what everybody should want and could only dream of that if people want to talk about the slightly more toxic edges of it, it's sort of not, it's a bit slightly banned subject. 100%. People who like, don't complain. Don't, uh, uh, yeah, a friend of mine actually said very early on when I was, I was 18 and I remember I wrote an article, I sent it to a writer friend of mine. I was like, look, I'm going to say this article about everyone calling me mainstream. And she responded by going, look, I totally agree with everything you've written in here. It's brilliant, but never complain about being famous. It's the golden rule. Mm. You'll lose it. You'll lose everybody because they just don't understand. Um, but the material world is, 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 I don't know, those perks are all material and that means little in the greater scheme of things. But someone said the definition of fame is one person generating enough business to, to sustain a group of people around them. So you become a one person industry almost, or like, you know, okay. two people industry. I wouldn't agree with that, you know. Would you not? That, that's, 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 that's leaning into more towards some kind of success. I think fame can be instantaneous and fleeting. Yeah, that's true. It can be fleeting and there are no safeguards for it. But I suppose what I was getting at was like, we all watched the Whitney Houston documentary about what mm. happened to her and that extreme fame. And then a minute ago, you said you were on coke and people were like, oh, I don't know if we should tell Jordan to do less because he's actually writing loads. But yeah. in when you are at the center of something that is a going concern it's generating money and success for not just you other people around you mm. um who's looking out for you i suppose is, is what i mean mm, yeah and well again another thing mentorship eldership the uh, worship of the of the, of of elders i think is something we're missing and that, that can that goes into notoriety uh, into fame into even at community level it's just a, a value of our society that is missing wouldn't it be wonderful if all young, incredibly talented people who were supposedly going to be thrown into the public eye based off of their ability to connect with people in whatever medium, wouldn't it be great if someone just was there and older, an elder to them, a mentor, and was like, yo, mm. been through this, here's mm. some advice. Mm. You know, you might have to learn the hard way, but at least there's someone to lean on. Yeah, because I'm not saying it's a, it's a sociopathic industry, man. That's what I'm saying is... Yeah. But do you think there'll be, I'm, I know you've spoken about there being a sort of a change in some respect in the music industry to be helping kids and their, and what I'm talking about is mental health. Um, I don't know, man. I haven't been involved too heavily for a while. So it'll always be a machine. I, I, I just really think the way in which profit works is in, is anti-human. I just don't understand how it could be in cooperation with the, like the human soul really but you can interact with it if you are aware and uh i suppose that's one of the upsides of how the media how the industry's evolved i mean artists can literally 
self-sustained now of streaming and and their own socials without really interacting with a with a, a label which is pretty impressive it's not they you know there probably won't be any more superstars but i just know that there are more artists surviving off making music and uploading it than ever before so mm. maybe in that space people are able to protect themselves more and have more control over their decisions and take more responsibility for their decisions and that's a positive thing but to the same extent that we are then enter into the question of whether or not they're even getting given enough money for what they do and that's mm. a whole other debate but do you feel like because i heard you say you were able to change your family circumstances for a minute and mm. do you do you feel did you feel some form of pressure to change no i wanted to i wanted to i i felt you know I, i'm much better at giving money than spending it myself mm. but i've also learned the hard way that money doesn't solve anything really mm. sorry i mean that sounds extreme i understand conceptually that having money for example takes away pressures i know that buying certain things can help you 100 percent, but it definitely can't act in place of emotional connection in certain respects i think that's a common thread for people who feel the need to provide to have earned money it's really hard when it's intertwined when it's when it's when it's non-transactional when it's a bit more like emotion it's i don't know how to explain it i thought i think i made my point <laughs> um, you made your point um, did I? I you know I, I i think like money helps some things you know but money is great and no one should be without you know and money can make you not without i think that's not to be argued with however there is a separate thing about money which is like if you can buy everything, you can have happiness. That's a separate thing. And I think that's the one perhaps maybe you're talking about. I'm talking about the fact that ultimately existence, right? Ultimately, people are trying to exist within a simple goal and rewards based formula. People want goals. Their purpose is to achieve the goal. And then if they do achieve the goal, they feel good. That's like pretty much all we do as human beings, you know? And a really great and relatable and temporarily rewarding goal is money. So a lot of people think I'm going to earn this amount of money. There's my purpose. I'll do that purpose. I achieved the purpose. What's my next goal? Mm. And I think that that's, it's actually the purpose that people are drawn to. It's the, it's the quest, you know, you look it up, you look up stories about people who have won the lottery. It'll, I guarantee like 80% of them are tragic. And the ones that aren't tragic are people who refuse to change their life purpose. Mm. Like electricians who just carried on being electricians, you know. People who, who lent into the ex excess of money, it destroyed them. Because money mm. in itself isn't a cure for anything. You can give someone loads of money. You can literally give, yo, I can earn loads and give, give hey, here's some money. I could I could say to a family member, yeah, and this happened. This has happened with with people who've won the lottery too. I can have a family member go, listen, I just fucking I just did a Hollywood film, right? Here's a million pounds. Mm. You're done, yeah. That person could literally lose the will to live within six months, easily, mm. easily, because it doesn't do anything. What they mm. want is they want the feeling of getting that. Do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm -hmm. you want the mm -hmm. feeling of getting themselves out of where they're where they're in so often mm -hmm. when you earn money you go into the space where you want to help everybody and help things but actually you, you, there's too much of a risk that you're removing someone's ability to achieve a goal to it to, to to have a continued sense of purpose and it's really hard to 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 walk that rope it's a really fucking it's actually quite a deep kind of existential buddhist principle to be honest to let people um yeah maintain themselves man it's hard mm. um 
So that was what I was trying to say. I was trying to say that I think it's the purpose and the goals that keep us happy. And money as a reward is fleeting. And it can be really helpful in the short term. But the soul is nourished by that purpose. I really believe that by the, mm-hmm. by goal, by goal, goal getting, you know. And that's kind of why you've ended up doing a lot of what you're doing now, right? Because it's about having a bit more purpose and a bit of a way to connect with people in perhaps a better way. Service would, would is the be best right? thing. Yeah, I think service service is the single most soul nourishing thing that a person can do is is be of service. It's the best feeling. When I launched the I Am Whole campaign and I saw it was like five and a half thousand people using the I Am Whole hashtag with pictures of circles in their hands. And yeah. I just was like, that's fucking great. You know, self-gratifying, sure. But like, I I, I think about it all the time. I, I want to get into youth work as soon as possible. I like being useful. When I make songs now and when I write stuff, I think like, can this, is this fucking useful to someone? Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Even if it's one fucking person, mm. is, it, is it useful? You know, because I would rather be of service in that respect. I don't know. I think service is... A, that's important. really interesting, isn't it? Because I feel like... An artist like Arlo Parks, for example, it feels like it, so now, uh, such a great artist now, but also there's so much of what she does that comes with what her songs are about. And I haven't heard people talk like that about music for a while, you know? Yeah. And it's sort of like it having a deeper purpose and being about something is the the sort of the way forwards, I suppose. Yeah, I think um, it would be nice for us to implement the concept of of what's it servitude or servitude mm-hmm. um and you know community orientated wellness would be great which is really mm. hard to do because i think we are being carved into hyper individual um kind of grabbers <laughs> and i think it would be it'd be nice if we grabbed less <laughs> well even with like i am whole it's like that is great, and I, and I love that as a tool. I want, I'm feel proud of myself for creating a tool, but I want to go into youth centres. I want to, I want to, I want to have a youth workshop that I can go. I mean, it's hard at the moment working around some other stuff that I'm doing, but you know that it's always on my mind mm. because it's it just feels good. It really does. Mm. I think every feels good, you know, being of service yeah. to your community. Mm. I'm aware you need to get out of the room you're in, Jordan. So we need to I let do, you yeah. go. Um, what's next for you? I've been getting into long form writing recently, and uh, I'm, apparently I'm not shit, which is great. Um, oh, nice. I thought, yeah, I, I was on. I was very unsure, but I've got an incredibly patient agent, and there's been some really exciting moves forward in that regard recently. But um, yeah, so that was, that was it's kind of like I have this fantasy of of that being my my way of maintaining myself, and then I can just kind of like you know stare at trees for like eight hours a day, and then write for a bit and not have to check my phone. You know, maybe not even have a phone. Maybe we'll have like a little burner phone. I fantasize can, about this shit. You know, you can be like I think it's Steven Soderbergh who doesn't have a telephone. He just has mm. assistants who bring him phones that he speaks on and then they take them away. I mean, that's outrageous. Yeah. Assistants, slaves, whatever. That can be you on Margate Beach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it could be. It could be. I love Jordan. What a lovely man. What a lovely man who's making change. Get in touch, listeners. Hello at homosapienspodcast.com. 
at homo sapiens on instagram next week we are celebrating lgbt history month very exciting episode we're going to be talking to a wonderful historian all about the incredible things that you and i do not know about our own queer history our own queer lineage it's oft said we it's not taught in schools well get your pen and paper out bring your satchel because we're homeschooling for really fun funny episode all about queer history to celebrate lgbt history month get in touch buy tickets for the live event please we want to hang out all right listeners well done and lots of love and keep talking keep talking it's honestly the tonic never did get that coffee did i Hmm. ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. This is Roundabout Season 2, and we're back to share more stories from the road and the memories made along the way. We're talking rest stops. If we're stopping to get gas, you will be timed. (laughs) (laughs) You will be right. Misguided plans. I grew up in the city, so I have, like, you know, a healthy fear of real extreme darkness. (laughs) This was, like, wilderness. A lot of laughs. Y'all weird, but you, yeah, you, you were different. Like you were real different. Bro. I can't really put my finger on it. And so much more. Just goes to show that unexpected yeah. things sometimes are the best when it comes to a road trip. Roundabout season two, presented by Nissan, is live now with new episodes rolling out every Thursday. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Powered by Spirit Studios.